0: Hi y'all, it's Rachel, I'm a producer here at MPN. As y'all know, the way we're able to broadcast the Reckoning Radio Hour is by hooking up an old mixing console to our studio speakers, lighting it on fire, and holding up a microphone to record what comes out. Now, you might expect this dark ritual comes with a price. Sure does, it's not our souls, nobody has a soul, you should know that by now. Price is money. Even when we pick up an old mixing board off Craigslist, it still costs paper money even if we tell them that we're using it to record a show from the underworld. So that means we need your support. You can donate your time by simply listening to the podcast, rating, reviewing kindly, tell your friends about it, all of y'all subscribing. It doesn't actually get us any paper money, but it makes us feel good. And so to help us buy old mixing consoles slide on fire, we need you to donate to our Patreon page, which is at www.patreon.com slash Podcast Network. In the meantime, Daryl, hand me that blowtorch. Let's light this baby up. No
1: our last show. I think. Uh, A lot of stuff happening in the living world I hear. Somebody trying to be a new god, because that's what I'm hearing. Has nobody figured this out by now? (laughs) Uh -uh. I imagine I'll be seeing them soon, and they'll they'll be confused why they're not living forever. Why nobody will remember their name in 10,000 years. Here uh, your things are a little bit more, a little bit more predictable. Randall, anything, anything new going down, on, on down here? Nada. I didn't know you spoke Spanish. I don't. So, uh, Randall. So this Buddhist walks up to a hot dog vendor and says, Make me one with everything. <laughs> yeah, the chili, bacon, lots of onions, that fake cheese sauce. Oh, yeah, put that all on there. I know I'm gonna die. I might as well enjoy myself before I go. Uh, so so a newly dead wa- uh, a, a newly dead shows up in the ground and he's like, "Wait, there's no hell." So I cheated people out of millions of dollars. I started a civil war, watched people suffer. I even killed a few myself, and this is it. And I'm looking at the guy and he's disappointed there's no hell. And I said, well then why are you sad, there's no hell. And he said, well I only did all that stuff so I wouldn't end up in the same place as my Catholic mother-in-law for eternity. Oh, mother's-in-law, not far behind you,
2: buddy. <laughs> mm.
1: So, a golfer, a pedophile, and a priest walks into a bar. And the bartender says, what Well, you have. And he says, A beer, please. And the bartender says, Just a generic beer? No name? What is this, a joke? <laughs> and the priest says, Well, young man, I'm sorry I don't have a more specific answer for you. You see, we priests don't have the faintest idea of what beers are available to us. We're more about wine, you understand. I wish I could give you more information, but to be honest, this is my first time in a joke bar. And the bartender rubs his forehead and says, Alright, well, have you ever been in a real bar before? You know, before this joke? And And the priest replies, Afraid not, no. Alright dads, we've got a great show for you tonight. Our musical guest is Troubles Afoot. And we've got Amelia Earhart, everybody. Amelia Earhart. Wow. It's gonna be great. Uh first I wanna do something something special here. So, show of hands. Who here thought I was some sort of supernatural being when they crossed over? Come on. Show of hands. Can I leave you? Raise your hands. Okay. Well, I noticed that a lot of deads when they get down here are still under the strange impression that I'm sort of a supernatural being. I don't know. Either some sort of gatekeeper or recently some guy that's going to cause them immense pain or torture them. I, I don't know why. So I'm going to bring up some of the band here. Come on. Come on up, guys. I'm going to bring up a-, a few of the band here. And I'm going to bring some of them up to do a little number explaining all this. All right, Randall. One, two, three,
2: one. You're not getting a spanking. You're not going to burn. And no one will poke you. To make sure you learn Oh man, that's just crazy That's not what we do Down here You're not gonna be boiled Or torn limb from limb There's no go fire to purge you of sin there's no frozen lake here for making you hurt just the dirt
1: You existing forever is a lot more simple than saying special words.
2: Should be fine. Or oh, maybe you won't. There's really no way to know. Oh, but we're all gonna die. Ooh, death is inevitable, just embrace it. Yeah.
1: Alright, we're gonna take a quick commercial break. But after that, we're gonna come back and meet Amelia Earhart. Amelia Earhart, everybody.
2: Hey there, Dads. Did you know that there's an event happening down at the pavilion? Well, there is. Not now, but later. I guess later than now. Maybe a week? A year from now? Anyways, you gotta head down. For the meet your god, meet and greet. There's gonna be nothing to eat, no music, no entertainment, just you and your god. Or gods. Some people have more than one. And we're back. Have any real gods ever showed up to those? Like supernatural ones?
1: You'd think that there would have been, but no. So far, that's almost 14 billion years with the no-show.
3: Yeah, but how long have you been going to those?
1: 100,000? 200,000? I have no idea.
3: So maybe a real one showed up before that? You don't know.
1: I talked to some bacteria. They didn't have any gods back then, that's for sure.
2: I think those bacteria ate your brain.
1: Everything, actually. Everything but the bones. All right, we're going to bring up our guest, Amelia Earhart. Hades. Hmm. All right. All right, so how have you been?
3: I'm not sure. Mostly nothing, really.
1: So... When you passed over, you were wearing some goggles and a strange hat, which is not usually how people look when they take their final breath. But I've been told by some newly deads on my technical team that that means you used to fly in the sky with machines?
3: Yes. Being above the ground was so exhilarating to me. It was a perspective so few had. It's hard to explain Being above the Earth.
1: What kind of machines did you use?
3: What kind of... Airplanes. Humans use airplanes to fly. Got it. Go on. So yes, flying. Very wonderful. Although it was tough, not having very many female contemporaries. Did you know I was only the 16th woman to be issued a pilot's license by the Hmm. FAI? Shortly thereafter, I set the world record for highest flight.
1: Highest flight ever? That's impressive. For a woman. Impressive for a woman?
3: No. Highest flight ever for a woman. There's a distinction to be made for me because I did not have a penis, so my accomplishments are categorized separately. For example, Charles, well... He was the first penised human to steer a machine in a direction it had not been flown in before. For a long distance. I, I was the first penis human to do it. Usually men have the first crack at something. So he got the glory on that one. Did,
1: did you get the recognition that you had hoped for, then?
3: Oh, Yes. So I often felt as though I was being compared to Charles. In fact, some called me Lady Lindy. He was Lucky Lindy, so I was Lady Lindy. Although we weren't related at all, I was quite happy with George, my husband. I wasn't about to become another one of Charles's mistresses. I much preferred the title Queen of the Air.
1: It sounds like you had uh, a little bit of resentment towards Lindbergh.
3: Oh, well, Charles did a great service to aviators for sure. And I, I, well, I didn't quite care for the whole European racial purity business and the Nazi bit. He was always on about America first, America first, but he did bring great notoriety to aviation. Before that, I felt so many saw us as amateur or hobbyists, especially the women. But after they gave him a parade, and after it was all over the newsreels, all of a sudden there's talk about airmail, and passenger flights, and bankers in top hats are waving around stacks of $20 bills looking to invest in planes. (laughs) What a sight.
1: But you were flying before that.
3: Oh, Yes. Charles went over in 27, but I was captivated at an early age. I'd always been interested in the sciences. But I didn't start flying lessons until I was out of university in 20. And after all my grandmother's inheritance ran out after some poor investments, I had to sell my plane. Uh, What a shame. Anyways... There was a woman named Amy Guest, and she wanted to be the first woman to fly over the Atlantic. And all of a sudden, she didn't want to do it. So I did. And that was in 28.
1: So, how, how close to the sun did you get? you got to be careful about that. What? The sun. How, how close did you get?
3: Uh, wh- what?
1: Your wings. They'll melt if you get too close to the sun.
3: The man of metal, you know.
1: That makes sense. Hmm.
3: So I was the first woman to fly over the Atlantic. I didn't fly myself, mind you. I was flown over, never even touched the stick. They let me keep a log like a secretary. And yet that was an achievement being a sack of potatoes flown around on a plane by two men. I suppose it was an achievement for me as well. I managed to not distract men with my incessant talking or divert their attention with my womanly charms. But my goodness, they made quite a fuss over that. I still got a parade. I got all the product lines one could hope for. I had my own clothing line at Macy's. Uh, What did they call it? The uh, active living line. That's it. And I had a luggage line, too. Modern Air, Earhart Luggage.
1: Good gig if you can get it.
3: Well, I'm grateful for all the endorsements. I didn't mind doing the promotions, either. That's about when I met George, as well. He was very supportive and helpful. It kept me in the air. I could fly and do all the things that interested me. You know, I started the Ninety Nine, and I was also very passionate about women's suffrage.
1: I'm sorry, I'm I'm not familiar with the Ninety Nine.
3: The famous internationally renowned group of female aviators.
1: Not ringing a bell.
3: When did you die?
1: Long time ago.
3: And no one who's died since. Thought to mention it in their dying breaths.
1: Has it come up?
3: Oh. If I wasn't dead, that would be quite disappointing. What about women in politics? Have you heard any musings of that? Perhaps some final whispers of exultation in someone's final moments?
1: We should probably move on.
3: Why? You have somewhere to be. We're all dead.
1: It's probably just best if we move on.
3: All right, then. Where was I? So, I've been flown across the Atlantic by some men. Naturally, I was dissatisfied with that, so I said I'm going to do it myself. So I did. And that was in 32. And I did it in Vega, just like Charles did you should have seen the look on that farmhand's face when I touched down in Northern Ireland. He asked, have you flown far? And I said, from America. And then I flew some more for years around various places. I was able to open a school. I did a lot of work advancing the cause for women in aviation. I feel as though I got a lot done. And that's about it. All the interesting things of my life.
1: I certainly have no more questions for you. Thanks for being here.
3: What choice do I have?
1: Amelia Earhart, everybody. Thanks for coming out. Okay, so our musical guest for this show is called Troubles Afoot. And it says here they died in a playground accident. How do you you die in a playground accident?
3: I don't
1: know, man. Hit your head on something? Hit your head on what? <laughs> what? Anyways, let's bring up our musical guest this evening Troubles Afoot, playing their number one single, Tom Dead. Troubles afoot, everybody. That was great. Thanks for coming out. I guess thanks for being dead. Well, that's the end of our show. That's, That's the end. Two, three, four.
2: The Reckoning Radio Hour is taped in front of a dead studio audience at Cerberus Studios on the banks of the River Styx. If you'd like to be in our dead studio audience, don't pay attention to that sharp pain in your side. It's probably nothing.
1: Podcast Network.